Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And this is Cousin Max. Welcome to the Microbrew Review. Today on the show, it is Ian's birthday weekend. Hoorah. This is quite the bash. I will let it up to him if he wants to tell you how old he is. How old I am? How young I am? I'm you know how old he is? Legendary. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna, are we going to cut... Cut him in half and count the rings or the gray hairs in his beard? I actually had a remarkable insight this evening. Uh, for the longest time, well, when before I was born, my grandmother suggested the name of Barney uh, to name me. And growing up, I thought that was possibly the worst name that anyone could have ever named me because Barney was a purple dinosaur. Right. Says the guy in a purple shirt right now. Just, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, purple shirt and awesome tie. Just saying. And now... Now there is Barney Stinson. <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> that were actually my name? Says the now. guy in a purple shirt and, and a purple tie. And this is exactly why they say to glean the wisdom from your elders. <laughs> it's true. It was oh, foresight. Nana. So today we are drinking the much anticipated. The obligatory. Birthday beer of Ian, which is. The Dogfish 120 Minute. So. We have a very small sampling to go around because we bought a... We have a very limited quantity yes. and we don't want to waste it all on drunkards like us. It's a savored sample. Yeah. It's not a limited quantity, please. <laughs> We're doing a flight. We do very few things in limited quantity. <laughs> For the sake of posterity, should this podcast continue indefinitely that's where we just went with this yeah posterity this is um <laughs> there's definitely a lot of kids on the way right <laughs> this is year two of an eight-year um, segment of beer that we bought so you know if we happen to stick it out for six more years we could get through a podcasting on all eight of them um, yes. I, I drink one a year on my birthday i've been saving them and also special for the birthday, I brought three new glasses. So I know that we always talk about our glasses. So now these each sort of have a story. Cousin Max? I recognize one of them, I think. Yes. I recognize the, uh, the, the Cersei glass. I like to call it the Viking glass. I was thinking it kind of looks like a beaker of sorts. Yeah, well, like it actually... scientific kind of like, I feel like something should be bubbling in here. Something it is, is bubbling. It's, Something's a brewing. It's a dogfish Something wicked this way. Come. Something wicked's a brewing. So that is, yeah, that's my Viking glass, but it's like the very female version. Pour of one twenty there. So it's. You can almost uh, drink wine out of this. That's what Cersei does in um, Game of Thrones. Game. Game. Either that, or it looks like those juju fruits that are studying on the sides <laughs> of it. Actually, that's exactly what they look like. So that is uh, Cousin Max's glass of choice. Mm. Uh, Ian, do you want to describe the one you're drinking out of? Uh, it is pretty much the um, the chalice of life. The holy grail. The holy grail, we could say. But it's made of clay, actually. If you will. Which the holy grail is. Yes. But it's then painted black, which I just makes it a little harder to... It's more of a brown, I would say. But I bought that in Germany at the medieval festival at a oh, really? castle. Yes. I think it was like six whole euros, which was unbelievable to now, me. Now, how many Goths were there? None. Really? No, it was like a legit fest. Legit. Like everyone was it like just really seems into. like they overtake anything with the word medieval in it. In America, not in that? Germany. I need to allow breathing room here. And mine is made from hand-blown African green glass. So. Nice. Which is actually just recycled yingling bottles. <laughs> If they shipped yingling bottles all the way to Africa, that would be fantastic. It's kind of like the Super Bowl shirts where it's like <laughs> yeah. the losing team. <laughs> yes. So um, I don't think that these glasses will live on forever, but I wanted to do something a little different for your birthday. I, I and you this. do look quite lordly drinking out of the <laughs> chalice. So uh, I'd like to start off by saying that this is my second Dogfish 120 uh, and probably the first one that I'll remember. <laughs> well, that's always a plus. Good, good life decisions uh, last, are happening. Last year, it was a spur-of-the-moment decision at the end of a long evening of imbibing that I decided I would open the first 120. And uh, I poured it into a beautiful glass, 
and I had one sip of it, and then I passed it around to all of my friends and made them write down their thoughts on what it was like. We still have those drunken scribbles, we as still I do. recall. Yes. Um, but I couldn't really make heads or tail of them because I had <laughs> barely tasted it myself. So I'm really looking forward to my first taste. And from the nose of it, I think I'm going to like it. I'm quite and I, certain. And I that actually, you're like I this. don't remember liking it last year. I remember going, ah, this is not worth well, it. Well, if I may take this moment to say, for he's a jolly good fellow, and happy birthday, and cheers, and cilantro, and prost, and everything else. A votre santé. Enjoy. Thank you. And happy birthday. Thank Here's you. to remembering this year. Mm-hmm. At least most of it. Um, a few fun facts. I actually brushed up on my IPA history. Mm, all right. Um, and it, believe it or not, this is maybe why we picked it, but it is a style known for having high levels of alcohol and hops. Now, are they two things you love in a beer or what? Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? What's your first? Uh, not my preferred um, strain of hops. Not it citrusy. It's not a citrusy hop. Um, I won't pretend to know what kind it is but i would say it, it reminds me more, more of like a simcoe or something uh more double, of a bitter double simcoe from the wirebacher is reminiscent of this yeah what uh, do you think of the finish it's nice i gotta say i'm i'm this is my skeptical face and i tried you know that you i don't like it no it's not that actually i you didn't think i would like it yes okay. um I have no poker face, so usually I have to like hide behind my glass if I don't want him to know what I'm thinking. This to me is like the uh, Rockefort of beers. It's very raisiny, it's, I it's, thought. It's got a very, it's got a very very pungent nose. That that's okay. So that, some of us are self conscious about our noses. Be careful what words you no, use. No, no, this is pungent. <laughs> okay. Um, I I mean it it smells almost like. How long has this aged? Well, this is... a year now. No, 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 I'm saying, but that's that's what it it almost smells like. Ah. How long has this aged? But then you get into it, and the complexities and the flavor just kind of explodes, and it's like a very, very, very good cheese. See, now, I think it's interesting because IPAs in general, you shouldn't age. They're, you know, they're they're hops, and hops go... Hops are fresh. They don't go bad. They're fresh. Yeah, exactly. There's a fresh taste. It's a fresh characteristic. But I wonder if this matters, and this is part of what I was actually researching, because I knew that if we're really going to give this beer the homage it deserves, I needed to know a little more about it. If you remember back to, oh my goodness, I think episode two, where we talk about podcast, or um, when we talk about brewing with Verlin, Mm -hmm. and the process and whatnot it undergoes, the, the reason it's called 120 Minute, now it's a single IPA, which if you think about it, this is a lot of flavor and this is a lot of you know, alcohol yeah. for a single IPA. Um, it is continuously dosed with hop pellets during the entire two-hour boil. So it's 120 minutes of being continuously hopped. And in terms of the freshness of that hops, I'm wondering if it matters differently because it's being boiled for that long and that intensely versus being added and then you know moving on to another part of the right. process. So I Berlin, weigh in. Yeah, please tell us well, what we did wrong. It definitely does lend to it's. It's not like a traditional IPA, where you you get that big hoppy smack in the face. Um, you can definitely tell that there's a significant amount of hops in this. Oh yeah. But it's not that typical. <clears throat> I mean, they're they're quite drinkable. Well, and what I quaffable quaffable quaffable. Yes. You don't want to quaff this. I would not quaff Quite this. Quaffable. This is not something that you come home after a long run and decide that you to run to the refrigerator for. <laughs> I have known you for a while now. Actually, I, th- I know when I met you. It was last year on Ian's birthday. So look at this. It's our anniversary, Cousin Max. Dang. Was it on, you met him? Was it on your yeah, birthday? Yeah, that was when I met him. That's ridiculous. He walked into your um, birthday with a bottle of Gewürztraminer and I knew we would be friends. Was that when it was? Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. I know. It feels like a lot longer, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, it's just, I don't remember it being that night, but I guess, I guess, I suppose you're right. There were other prettier things there to look at that evening, like uh, an entire ice bucket full of wine and lots of delicious sushi. I like it how not one of those things that you mentioned my girlfriend, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm going to be the one to say (laughs) that the prettiest one that I saw that evening was... And also, she's usually got blingy shoes. So single IPAs usually are about 6 to 7%. Double IPAs, which is 
used sort of interchangeably with imperial IPAs are usually 8 to 10%. Um, the whole IPA genre being from the India Pale Ale, and I have the, all of that history if you actually care, um, but that was really only ever a single IPA. They said that all of these new things are totally an American fascination with hops, and that's why we've continued to make it more intense. Why we continue to continuously hop them. Exactly. Now, <laughs> here's my favorite part about this beer. I don't know. probably have a couple favorite parts in their own right. But um, I've seen it on menus where in the ABV section, it's got sort of like a math equation, like a greater than, less than sign and a percent and a decimal and all of that. It's parentheses, square. Yeah. It's just in parentheses where it says ABV for the rest of the years. This one just says taxi. <laughs> yes. Um, I've just had... the phone number for it. Taxi. <laughs> You're like, oh man, the, the ABV on this is 7,000. <laughs> According to the website, it is approximately 18%. Now, I'm going to tell you that I've had it fresh at the Dogfish Head Brewery. I actually had it on Thanksgiving Eve because I needed to gear up for preparing for my family. And the way to do that was with two. Two. Know, two. Well, I wasn't driving. That's my... Uh, my rule is I will have one and water. Are you cooking afterwards? <laughs> no, it's the next day. Okay. Uh, I just you needed, were literally just gearing up. Like I was just mentally preparing to, to have my family over. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do have a one beer limit if it's this beer, um, depending With on especially reason. depending on the glass it comes out in. Usually, it's a good maybe eight to ten ounce pour. This is be a more. beer that is not meant to be it's tread more, upon by the light of heart. It's more than a wine. It's this is Truly. quite potent. But this is. I think for me the biggest difference is it's less carbonated. Now that could be because it's come from a bottle instead of you know from a keg. I have a feeling that it has something to do with the brewing process. It's also cloudier than when I got it on draft, and the flavor has a lot more. It's it's a, it's more raisinally. It's more honey. Well, it's a year old. It is. Well, it's, a year actually, or two. Actually, bottled in in two thousand and eleven, according to this bottle. Oh, so it's two years old. That's good to know. Well, do they both say that? Because I know that... That's a great question. Bum -ba -da -dum. Uh, yep. Okay. Both the same batch. I mean, they came from the same case, so I would hope so, but you one never know. Well, we do have that one errant model. Yeah. Now, I, I thought this was a, a interesting little sentence uh, on the bottle here. It is, what you have here is the holy grail for hot pets. How appropriate. <laughs> that is, uh, drinking out of that glass? Exactly. That's perfect. That's awesome. Uh, there... I, Ian just mentioned the errant bottle, and so here's, I know we've talked about those friends who come over who don't really appreciate your beer. So there was a point, what it, was it like maybe five, six months ago? I guess. Where he looked at his stash and realized that one of his 120 minutes was missing. But missing from my cupboard, which means that somebody Not like fridge. went and took it. Yeah. Which is, honestly, I will say, for the friends that I have, quite disappointing. It is troubling, to say the least. I, I, I remember we tried to, uh, we put our heads together imagine. with, there was two other people here, and I'm trying to remember who it was, and we were putting our heads together. Were they to two try people to... named Alex, maybe? <laughs> no, 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 it was, okay. we, we were trying to, uh... It was a, a gentleman. It was, uh, Todd and Scott Ryan. Okay. And we were trying to deduce... Who, That's three names for the record, but Scott we're trying Ryan's to deduce person. who it could possibly have been. Yeah, and I honestly don't even have an inkling. Well, the sadness is just that we had this tradition set up when we bought the case because yeah. we and all of a sudden it went from eight years to seven. Well, to I'm going to tell you this: this is the first time I've had the 120 minute. Is it? This is he the didn't come back after my birthday last uh, year. Well, and Rich Lee time. is crying right now because he begged to be here, even ah, in the studio ah, audience, ah, to smell this it. This is the uh, Rich. Uh, I'm richly enjoying this beer. <laughs> <laughs> Wishing you were here. Hold down the fort later on, buddy. Aww. I hear there's some 5.4s in it for you. <laughs> also, <laughs> that's so funny. I, th I think Max is starting to play me because before you got here, we were talking about like the other ideas I have for podcasts and he was sort of weighing in on the ones he actually wanted to be a part of and the ones that like, he could pass on. Now that I've been around for a while, you know which meetings I don't want to come to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah those those strange beers that you were talking about, let's, uh, I'm probably going to be out of town. Oh, wait, I am going to be out of town <laughs> Oh, that you have weekend. replacements now. <laughs> How about that? You He's have someone like, else you can okay. Oh, you said Dogfish Head. I'll be right over. <laughs> Can I call in the second string on this one? I'm going to tap out. I'm yeah, sorry. B-team, go. <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out. So I think I know... we're already up, uh, you know, 
about 49 to nothing, you know, you can go and play ball right about now. I'm feeling good. <laughs> this is what he gets when he... He was high-fiving himself earlier for recruiting new podcast listeners, which well, is a big you know, deal in our world. I do what I can. Uh, I did that at, I'm, okay. All part of the war effort. I was uh, at Dulles Airport uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's truly the reason now that I get to the airport early. Um, I, I hate to be late. I don't want to lose my luggage. So I usually like try to follow that two hours early for a domestic flight, three hours early for an international flight rule of thumb. But... Now I kind of even inch it up a little more because I found this wine bar called Vino Volo. And it's lovely. It reminds me a lot of some of our favorite wine bars here in Philly where they have really good like tapas with a decent, they have maybe 15 to 20 depending on the season. And this is in the airport. In the airport. Which is a rarity. After which security. Is, is better than a rarity. It is, it is <clears throat> a testament to where our culture is going and it is wonderful. It is awesome. Uh, and again, with each glass they bring you, and you can get flights. They have a couple different flights you can get, which is uh, you're in an airport. You can get flights in you're an, an airport. airport. How great is it. it? Yes. Did, did you really just say there's a couple of different flights you can get? Yes. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> just wanted to revisit that one more time before we move on. Continue. All right. Uh, see, but I said it without irony, and you found the joke in there. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Um. So I got there well, well before my flight and had a good, say, two hours to kill before boarding. And so I had a great time um, eating way better food than I was going to get on the plane. And also, if you're going to fly somewhere, you might as well be. Yeah. Half. Because you know what? Those tiny little bottles of Grey Goose, they just don't do justice. Yeah, but you know what I'm learning is that every if you airline... Sit first class, they're free. No, every <laughs> airline that isn't an American-based airline is free anyway. Like, KLM was giving you free mini bottles of wine, and the guy next to me had about five on one, like, eight No hour. wonder my brother's going back to Korea. <laughs> it's a long flight. Soju for everyone. Mm. Which, if you've ever had, oh. that's actually a downgrade from yeah. water. Okay, but <laughs> I thought of Ian, Lufthansa, uh, after they collect your dinner, they come through and they give you tea and coffee. And then they come through again, and they give you your nightcap. And they're like, oh, would you like cognac or some Baileys? Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> like, I feel like the little stewardess is like patting me on the head and giving me my milk and putting me to sleep. Like, it was perfect. That's wonderful. It was so cool. I really Look how want to far bring our back, society I want to going. bring back the, the aperitif, the digestif. I agree. And the, the uh, palate cleanser. The palate cleanser. He was... I think all of those need to be... Uh... So you want to cleanse your palate wrecker? Kind of. Ooh. Okay, but here's the thing, and I know I told you this a little bit ago, but I just, just watched Downton Abbey for the first time. Totally my speed. I can't get over the fact that they spend their whole day around their eating. That is, I would love to live like that. You know, oh, I have like to go. Like a lord is what you're saying. I, yeah, that's yeah. that's lordship right lord, there. Fill in the blank. Lord Chesterfield? Lord, okay. Lord Chesterfield. <laughs> We're going back to that green glass, aren't we? <laughs> but you... Dress for dinner, and then you have your pre-dinner cocktail, and then you sit through dinner with each course of wine, and then you go for your cigar and your cocktail. I was like, oh, my God. I don't know why they all weren't, like, 3,000 pounds. I know. You know what? I've decided that one day when I'm fabulously wealthy. Could you get there I don't know fast how I'm going to get there, but one day when I am fabulously wealthy. I'll take the pool. I will brunchen and luncheon daily. Brunch and luncheon? <laughs> no, no, no. Brunchen and luncheon. Completely different. But you're going to do both? Because it's like back-to-back. -back. It doesn't matter. I, would, I will be rich. It's like, where does brunch and end and lunch and begin? <laughs> if it all ties into the same sit-down, I don't care. He's like, it's you're when like you... are hobbit. It's when you roll Whatever. over. <laughs> I'll take it. And look how petite they were. They were. If I could rock that, only, I don't care if I got Sam a little bit of fur on my thick, feet. Yeah. But he was particularly... Uh... Yeah, he was also probably the size of a 14-year-old. I mean, like, <laughs> let's all things considered, he was a giant among midgets. I mean... A giant among midgets. Little people. Yeah, I'm sorry, little people. So he was like post-pubescent. Hobbits. Well. Post-pubescent. <laughs> you go through a growth spurt during puberty, right? So he was just oh, that kid who went through puberty before everyone else. That was he was the one that was picked first for the baseball teams. It's that monster. But last for seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. Okay. Oh, poor Sam. He's the only one that like turned out somewhat normal at the end, though. Truth. He like got a wife and was happy and like knocked her up a bunch. I can tell you I'm actually not saying read that the that's book. A testament to happiness. I was gonna say. Are, are we well then. In? Anyway, 
Um, so the happy 120 birthday. Minute. What would you like to... Um... I, I actually have to make one big comment about the, mall, or the, the hops that I'm getting into this. Okay. And I don't know if it has something to do with the fact that it's, you know, boiled for an extended period of time. Or the fact that it's continuously hopped. Or if both of them play into this. It, but they almost taste candied. I can see that. Mm-hmm. They taste like... And, and that's what I mean is... What I get out of like a candied ginger or something. What I was saying before is that the hops isn't that, that raw, fresh hop flavor that right. you get, which is almost... I mean, which I, is more what I... Right. That, that very fresh, especially when you're getting into the citra hops, where you're getting that like really, really powerful lemony kind of kick. This is a much more subdued, almost a... Like a holiday kind of hop. It's like a gentlemanly like beer. A Almost more like an a aged cognac. cognac type. Yes, I agree. I could see this as an after-dinner drink. Yeah. I would definitely it? not drink this with dinner. Can you imagine no. it in six years, though? It's entirely... This is entirely I too can. much. I don't have to. This would be entirely too much to drink with a meal. Agreed. It would really, really see, sully it. Perhaps with a pipe? The only thing I No, can... no, I agree. I, a, a cigar, a, a tobacco... A cheese. cheese. Yes, I can um, see it I wouldn't. I wouldn't go with something sweet. I would go with something on the saltier. I saltier-ish. love the idea of cheese and port as dessert instead of like chocolate cake and something. Says like the that. guy with chocolate smeared on his Whatever. sleeve. Whatever. Oh, why would you bring that up? <laughs> because because it's an amazing segue. Do you want to tell us how you got chocolate on your sleeve? All right. Well, a dear friend of mine took me out to dinner this evening. For his birthday. For my birthday. To yes. one of his favorite. We went to one of my all-time favorite restaurants. In I'm Florida. setting him up, but it wasn't me. <laughs> I, yeah, I did not it, get it to enjoy not, this meal. <laughs> it was not the mistress. Um, I was I was taken to Barclay Prime, which is a steakhouse uh, from Stephen Starr, and I have been a, a number of times, and every time is fantastic. And had a bottle of wine, had uh, two appetizers, and then a steak. Did they have the scallops? They did have the scallops. Oh, you're killing me. Yeah, I got the scallops. And they also had the sliders, which they took off the menu for a little bit, but they're back now. Tartar so sliders? Wagyu beef sliders. Mm. So it's like an aged, grass-fed deliciousness uh, on a little brioche roll, and there's uh, two different types, one with, like, tomato and uh, a gruyere cheese, and the other with, like, uh, onions and uh, a different kind of cheese. I forget which. And they're just, they're outrageous. Uh, and then I got a, a nice, beautiful steak, which was super good. There's nothing like a dry-aged steak. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're so good. And... We were pretty much, we were set, we were good to go, we were going to see a show, uh, but they they came by and they're like, ah, you know, coffee or dessert, and we're like, nah, not really, and I was like, ah, I'm a little sleepy, cappuccino would be great, because we were going to a show. Uh, and then they brought a cappuccino and dessert menus, and they're like, so let me just tell you about it real quick, and I was like, well, we don't really need, all right, we'll hear about yeah, it. Yeah, well, we might as well. You've already gone to this yeah, much trouble. You're already, you brought menus, and they have... Guessing uh, from the chocolate on your shirt, I think I know how this ends. Yes, I, I ordered dessert. I and got a, uh, a true salesman works in a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and this guy was great. He was friendly, and I like to be friendly at restaurants, uh... I, I say, working in, in the industry somewhat, um, you kind of invite the service that you get. Agreed. I think that's life in general, though. Yes. Well, uh, depending on where you live. Sure. But. but you can either... There are some customers that are looking for a fight, and they will bring a fight to you no matter what you do. But that's them in a relationship, and that's also, them in the exactly, car, and that's them... There are also some employees that will start a fight kind of no matter what. Uh, I'm proud to say that I've worked at my shop for 11 years now and can count the number of altercations I've had with customers on probably one hand. That's because you're a sword fighter, so if you really need to lay down... Like... I always win. <laughs> <laughs> they open their mouth to complain and... <laughs> <laughs> then I hide the body. Um, you would think with a sword he would have shaved by now, but you know... I am saving that. Now he's so good with the sword. I don't need to shave. It's my shall, Christmas present. That not a hair on his head. I'm shall gonna be probably harmed. shed a tear when it happens. It's gonna be so good. So anyhow, I had a lovely meal, a lovely dessert, and then uh, I took there was there was so much delicious steak that I had to take some to go. 
breakfast. And so, yeah, for steak and eggs is my favorite part of going to bar fight is the next day I like to save. Because like, you can eat until you're stuffed, and that's great. Or Not you can save half of your amazing steak and have the best breakfast. And have two day. amazing steaks. Yes. And uh, so we're walking out, and we paid cash, so we just kind of threw it in the, uh, in the check, and we got up to leave. And as we're walking out, the, the waiter walks up to me with another bag, a to-go bag, and uh, it's it's just a little cake because he knew it was my birthday. And he's like, oh, this is our red velvet cake. You know, happy birthday. And I was just like, that's awesome. The only, the only bummer with that is you couldn't tip him extra because you'd already left the table. True. and I But I also believe that that is not something that they do for just anyone that comes in for their birthday. I you think. know, Agreed. I look at it like this. Knowing Ian as well as we know Ian, we know that the man was not going to be left suffering. Oh, no. And... If Penniless anything, and children starving and I feel appliances that, breaking down and I feel that I was always a very good tipper and just building on what you said earlier, especially when I feel like I got any positive vibe whatsoever, a good tipper, I have become a more than generous tipper. Since I, I a have major met point of contention in my relationship is tipping. Really? I am a habitual over tipper. I don't think it's over tipping though. Okay. Oh. Especially it depends. If sometimes it's, it's over tipping. Sometimes it's over tipping, but if you want to go back to that place, that is my it mentality. It's great to be remembered. And I only and if you had a truly remarkable experience. And I really only over tip at the places that I frequent. Yes. Well, and that's a big deal. I have noticed that every time I go to a new country, the first thing I ask a, like a local English speaker is, "What is the tipping convention?" And you can look it up to find out the rule of thumb. But I always try to do it a little bit over. Maybe I'm trying to be an ambassador for America or something and don't think that we're cheap. Um, But recently I was out with a reasonably large group overseas and the tipping convention there was 10%. I was like, okay, well, I... Make it 20. Well, I didn't pay for the first bill, which was the dinner bill. The, oh, we had dinner and we had a few drinks and we had all of that. But then a couple of us ladies stayed after to have some glasses of wine and whatever. And about an hour later, I was like, hey, can I get, you know, the second bill? And I paid that one. And I tipped him apparently so well that he kept bringing me my change. And I was like, no, 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 I said it's for you. Like, please have that. And he's like, no, 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 no. And like, there was too much in there. And it was... I guess it was about a 30% tip. And at that point, it just starts getting a little awkward. But we were there so long. To me, you know, I always look at how long have I been at your table. Yeah. I'm costing you money. How many How many tables am I taking up? Right. That's what it ultimately comes down to. Tipping is... The, the, the real big misconception about tipping, I think, is that it's proportionate to the bill. Right. Now, or for that ex- it's like something extra because tipping is how they pay their rent. Well, right. it's re- regardless but of not how regardless In Canada, they make better money than I do. You know, regardless like- of how they make their money, tipping is the convention of tipping is paying someone extra for services rendered. Right. And typically, the better the service and the more efficient the service, the higher you're going to want to tip. Which I think because is- you want to curry that as a repeat behavior. Here's my problem with that logic. Delivery. If you're a place that charges me a delivery fee, mm-hmm. and then I have to tip my driver. But the delivery fee is not what the driver is No, I agree with that. But why does the restaurant itself charge a delivery Agreed. fee if you are paying Probably the driver? because they pay for his gas. But what's the tip for? His service. So the tip is for his service. But what did he so do but get out of the car and walk to the door? He with, brought it to you. So when a man in a... You could have gone out yourself and gotten it. So when a man you in a... You chose not to. You chose to send somebody to bring it to you. So when a man in a greasy van with hydraulics... I'm not in the van. I don't care what it looks like on the inside. And a baseball cap that looks like it's been around since the mid-80s shows up to my door and shoves a greasy bag in my face and tells me how much I owe. Order better food. <laughs> How much should I end up tipping as a result of that? Uh, I mean, most drivers would say that a couple bucks is fine. Cousin Max. You don't need to tip 20%. Guilty as charged. A couple bucks. Guilty as charged. This is, all right, I have two things to say to that. They are unrelated. Do you have something to say for us? They are unrelated. Delivery tipping and in-house tipping, two totally Well, and that's it, but go ahead. I have a friend, we, we all have a friend who has a delivery service company, and I recently brought up the idea of well-dressed deliverers. I think that's brilliant. And he is admittedly a, a more casual person from his appearance, but a very savvy and intelligent person. 
uh, and he was not adverse to the idea. He I said, like this. I will. I will consider that. I'll have to reach out wear... and pat him on the back. Yeah. That's that's good though. But you can wear a white shirt, which you can get anywhere and doesn't have to be expensive, and yep. a bow tie. Or well, let's a be honest. Everyone everyone should own a white button down shirt. Agreed. Let's in all honesty, let's I mean if you ninety percent of all restaurant employees. I'm not talking restaurant here as in, you know, the Steven Star. No, no, I'm what I'm saying is I'm not talking about a restaurant that's, you know, Giant, you know, national chain. Corporate, you, know, you just mean We it. don't care about the polo shirts and the flair. Right now, what we care about is, you know, you go to an actual restaurant, a local place, you can sit there and speak with the owner, that kind of restaurant. Typically, you're going to find people in a white shirt, maybe a tie. Typically. Or black. As long black as it's not a... Black shirt or white shirt or... But regardless, you're going to see them in some sort of collared shirt. If it's not a dive bar... But a restaurant type place. That's what I agreed. Yes. Uh, so now, why not accept? If I'm supposed to be tipping you, why not accept that same service? There is a place called uh, Tiffin, which is a uh, which is fabulous. I had reservations there and they fell through. Tell me good things, please. Uh, they have a few locations. Which the one, one I went to was downtown. Okay. Uh, in downtown Philadelphia. Yes. Okay. In, in Philadelphia. You talk about the one on Broad Street. No. By Fitzwater. Because yeah. there's one out on the main line. It's kind of like in like a little not shady quite neighborhood. Down, it's not quite downtown. It's in the bottom of a condo building. Mm. Or are you talking about the one on Gerard? I think I'm, ta- I'm talking about the one on Gerard. Northern Liberties. Yes, gotcha. Northern Liberties. Okay. Uh, is the one that I went to. And uh, I have a friend that went there who was saying that they were sitting there. And throughout the evening, they kept noticing all of these dudes in black suits walking in. And finally, they put it together that these were their their delivery drivers. Ah, oh, they wore suits that's to awesome. deliver their food. And that, to me, and I love is it. immediately. Awesome. I was like, yes, that is. Well, I mean, look at it like this: a uh, a driver for a car service, absolutely well dressed. Yeah, the man is driving for a living. He sits in a vehicle and drives. Not much different than a taxi cab driver. But don't not you... much different than a delivery driver. You're more excited to get in a car with a guy in a suit than a guy in some overalls. A Lincoln Town car with a dude in a suit is way better than a Crown Vic with a dude in Cousin Max, jeans. Can you do me a favor? Can you hand the birthday boy that bottle of? Doctor's and don't get me wrong, I love me some jeans. Minute. I'm rocking some jeans right now, but at the Rocking's same time, you got to remember, <laughs> I wear. Uh, Casual Friday is a big man. deal in my world. Man, I wear a suit every day. Okay, I get, I get three. I'm wearing a suit tomorrow. Good On the weekend. Well, I'm working tomorrow. Well, I'm not. And at this rate, I'm, I'm going to be. At this rate, I'm going to be going to dinner at the same day and right after work. So here's the problem. I brought an outfit to match what he was going to wear, and then someone went and got dessert chocolate sauce on his. So just spill some chocolate sauce on your dress and you're good to go. <laughs> okay. Oh, then we'll be twins. Aww. We'll be messy twins. That'd be cute. That's a little excessive, but that's it's a kind thought. So we are moving on now from the Dogfish Head 120 minute. Which will be missed. But Until honestly, next year. This Until was, next year, old friend. This was, uh, this was quite nice. For your first experience, were you happy with it? I was. And like I said, it's because it, it does not drink like an IPA at all. It's, Agreed. I, I, Actually, if you gave me this and didn't tell me what it was, I would not believe you if you told me it was a, a single IPA. I believe it is closer to an aged Belgian quad made by a like respected company, not made from a, this is my first quad, let me try it kind There's of There's a couple of beers that I would say that this tastes a lot more like than an IPA. Agree. I don't get None hops. of them are hop I get a lot of flavors, but... Hop, quad, I, I, mean, could see, I could even see a barley wine. I'm not going to lie... With, she kind of likes it too, though. With our recent barley wine experience, but I mean, still on my legitimately, there's a lot of the same kind of characteristics in this that I would have found in a American style barley wine. If this were number four on the barley wine, like of the three of the four that I liked, been four for four. I would have been four for four. I really can't it. believe that you didn't like the heavy seas. Couldn't stand it. I've just re-listened to that one on my drive. And I raved here. about it. I, like the entire time, I was raving about this thing. But the Hog Heaven, I kind of want to buy a case heaven, of I now. Think we, I think we legitimately hog all agreed. Hog Heaven was outrageously good. We all agreed that the Hog Heaven... And I bought it as a joke because I saw it. And first of all, I love Avery. And I was just like, oh, cool, Avery, Hog Heaven. And for some reason, I thought it was an IPA, so I picked it up. And then... Interestingly enough, it was the most IPA barley wine, barley wine I've like, ever had. Like, I, 
I thought of Shannon when I saw it, and I was like, I'm going to get this for Shannon. And then it has a pig on the bottle. I don't know how I feel about no. that, but okay. But it was delicious. And then and then I was like, like oh, it's pork. a barley wine. And then I was like, even better that I'm getting this for Shannon because of how much she said she hates them. You know. And then you loved it. All I want to say is Ian is the like dark horse gift giver. Like every time he gives a <laughs> gift, which is completely random and always unexpected, it is the perfect gift. See, I'm terrible at giving gifts when they're expected. Yeah. Because there's just too much pressure. But if I, I see something when I'm giving. out and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to get this because it's right now. My I'll whole, save it for a holiday. My whole I'm dining room you. is met, like it's made by this beautiful freestanding ice bucket that he got me unexpectedly for my birthday. And I use it constantly. And I'm like, how did you know? I have been asking for one of these for the last five years. That's because how I knew. I just knew. <laughs> but yeah. The bar- the barley wine, that was uh, that was an eye opener, legitimately. And I hate to keep harping back to that, but it, it it's really not harping when it's it, that life changing. It really for, two. for me. I was podcasts. I was for for the barley wine episode. I was I have to say I was four for four. Yeah, we have different palettes. I see it. We do, and I mean, I like I like the funky. I like the I. Well, I mean, we we go over that constantly. That I like the sours. I like the the set. You know the. I'm gonna say I, this. I like that that funky kind of. Tell us, beer mistress, how much do you hate sours? No, from re-listening to all of the podcasts because I do and I like it because you guys are my friends. So I'll listen to your stories more than once. Um, I am more looking forward. Is that the true testament of friendship? You will, yeah, you I've will heard this story, but I'll sit there. I will again. sit there. I'm friends with and all pretend. of my grandparents at this point. <laughs> um, I am more looking forward to our American forward-leaning lager podcast than I am looking forward to that sour podcast. Because oh, we will God. change your ways. Just Sours. all I can say is, remember the barley wine. What about bitters? <laughs> Uh, can you give me an example of some bitters? Not off the top. Of oh, my that's head. what I see. I had a few. <laughs> but it's well. I mean, uh, if you chocolate, English beers. You no, are going... Oh my God! No, I I spent ten days in England and none of them had flavor. I drank every bitter they would throw at me and none of them had any flavor. They kept laughing at me. The men were like, "We've never seen a woman drink beer like this." Holy cow! How are you doing it? I'm like, really? I'm waiting for the beer to You're like taste like. Boring. The beer in Ireland was amazing. I couldn't well, believe from Ireland how different it was. Yeah. I'm oh. trying to remember what's the name of the it's the biggest brewery in Ireland now it's you based out of Dublin you don't mean Guinness I'm guessing it's not Guinness because Guinness is now an international company oh. and well, the Murphy's, Irish Murphy's and Beamish are my two favorite it's not Murphy's it's not Beamish it's a is it it's red a, it's, it's a company that's based out of Dublin and they are making one of the most rockin' stouts you will ever get Oh, and I think I brought this up to you before. It's the 4X Rassler Stout. Yeah. And I had it on, on the bottle from, you know, our favorite place, Tria. Right. Um, on the bottle? I haven't found it since. They haven't had it on their menu. Nobody else has had it on their menu. Please somebody tell me where I can find it. If this it's Irish, we can find it. I'm sure It's fantastic. Oh, is now a good time to bring up the fact that the Dashing Rogue team, and when I say it in this case, I actually mean the Christmas team of four of us. So Cousin Max, Just Jason, the Professor Ian, and the Beer Mistress are looking to take a spring trip. Just. Jason, I miss you. Just Jason. That's hey, that's the way he introduces himself. So, um, oh. and we can decide if he's just Jason or just Jason. Yeah, we can figure that out Jason another the day. Just. The Porterhouse <laughs> Brewing Company? Yes. So if you could tell us where we should go, we were looking at Europe. We have tossed around some Brussels or Bruges. We have tossed around some Paris. It doesn't have to be a beer city, um, but we would like to go with, you know, some loved ones and have ourselves a fantastic long weekend. And we have probably, I would say, a couple of weeks to decide when or where it is we would like to go. So if you guys have some opinions on places you have been, or places you think we have to go. Just don't send us anywhere really exotic like Uganda. Okay, well, here's the thing. It's a long weekend, so we have to get there in, like, a reasonably short flight. Which is why I said Europe. You know, and I'm sure they could also... We could go to Northern California and have a fantastic time and not need a passport. Like, that's, what about Bangkok? Uh, Jason spent five weeks in Bangkok. We I don't go think I'm going to get him back there. California. Yeah. We could go. Can we get a rental car that will fit like six of us? We don't a want driver. a 
We do not. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're going Seven to Russian River, we will probably need a driver. See, but Rogue is out there and Which, Anderson Valley. by the way, I don't know if we've done this in the past, but I really think we should do a West Coast. Green Flash is out there. The West Coast, which I believe that, you know, we really do get hung up a lot on the Northeast Corridor. Best of the West. Ooh. Best of the West. Cousin Max, The best though, Western. That's not a podcast. That's a month segment because that's, there's so much good series. beer out there. Yeah. And it really oh, is. We could do like a three or four week series. Yeah, we we mention it every now and then, but I think that we really do stick to our locals a little too much. Because honestly, when we go out, some of the beers that we love are from the West Coast. True. I think part of it is we look for beers that we can find here and readily available. True. But I mean Russian Rivers readily and that available. Our listeners can find somewhat easily. But I would say Coronado is readily available. I would say Green Flash is relative. I've seen Green Flash in oh, four different bottle shops. I have now officially found Pallet Wrecker very readily available near me. So anytime you can't life find it. Life is complete. There you go. I mean, no, here, my life is not Pair complete. That with the double I've never had double citra. So I. I feel like I've talked about I can't so much. It's going to be a disappointment now, but. It's amazing. It's just going to taste like lemonade. But I started, I need to say this, and this is going to come up, I apologize to our listeners, probably at least a dozen more times based on the thickness of the book. But on Black Friday, because I'm very cheap, uh, I bought a copy of the Oxford Companion to Beer, which is somewhere between... I bought gift cards for half price (laughs) at an Irish bar down the road. Uh, But it's somewhere between the Beer Dictionary and a Beer Encyclopedia. It's just so very detailed and has more beer knowledge in it. I picture this thing being like the thickness of my mattress. Yes, actually, that's not a lie. I have carried it with me a couple places and I've decided it really needs to live at home. Also, there are four different colors of highlighting and marker in it right now because as I read it, I have... It's very organized. Yeah. Sure, we'll go with organized and not just impulsive. But uh, either way, um, as I've been reading through it and seeing some of these different terms and the types of beer and all this. that's where I learned all of these fantastic facts about IPAs um the IP like the all right have you seen all of the uh Pirates of the Caribbean I haven't seen any of them actually for realsies for real. not even the first one and you're still an American I don't think I have I don't think I have the first one I will say is awesome I'm not saying anything bad about them I just you movies just haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. a lot of movies in the past couple years I'm not gonna lie so I don't even know words, how long it's been we need out, to take so. you away from the beer and movie toward the movies no that sounds like a terrible idea when we start doing movie podcasts you'll start inviting the B team uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there a theme song for the B team by the way Oh, because you mean there is Can one for the A-team? Can we do the, the A-team theme song? Dun-dun-dun. Just flat. It's the yeah, A-team song, but flat. <laughs> I don't know. Can we, don't, we, can we potentially Lee? get sued flat. for that? I mean, you know, Probably. How, half of them are retired or buried. Sure everything we do can get us sued. <laughs> Probably true. Why? They why realize that there's not enough money in this, in, in this enterprise for them to really take it out of it. So Truth. I was going to say, why are you not in the insurance industry? Because we would have totally worked you to death by that now. That would have been great. The case. That would have been great. But the East India Trading Company, which is like a huge deal, especially in the first one, is the reason IPA exists. But between England and India, there were at least like 70 ships running a constant flow, and it took them several months to get there. And by, I mean, several months. Now... We have discussed that geography is not our strong suit. Three. Or more. Geography is my strong suit, actually. Okay, so from England, they would basically bounce down to, like, South America, and then... Africa. And then over and around Africa, and then up to India, which... They would would not go, actually, near South America. They would just go to... No, because they had to get the trade winds. Come on, I read this. And if you... I read it, it's totally real. Come on now. And I didn't even read it on the internet. No, I read it in a book. It's real. Okay. Read it on the internet. It must be true. <laughs> no, I believe I'm it. dating a French model. <laughs> I haven't seen that Did commercial. Did you say that on Facebook? No, okay. Oh, I thought you were making a joke about that football player who made up a fake dead girlfriend. I don't even know what you're talking about. I have, I have only read the headlines. I have I not have, read the article. I don't know the actual story okay. either. I just read the headlines. And apparently some football player was like, my girlfriend died, but she was also fake. <laughs> And everyone was like, oh, that's so terrible and sad. So, 70 ships of people. Now, keep in mind, the ships were a lot smaller. So, don't think Titanic. Think more like rowboat on steroids. Gazella. Yeah. Uh, or, um... It's part of the Great White Fishing Fleet from Portugal. 
It's currently docked in Philadelphia. I thought we were talking about oh. the English fleet. Well, which I'm would talking not about English. The, uh, the Golden Hind was what come to mind for me, which is Sir Francis Drake boat that he circumnavigated the globe. Well, in. I think that was you the mean, name of his boat. Pirated off of. He had a letter from the queen. He was a privateer. Thank you very much. We just geeked out a little in my and you were a talking about from the queen. Isn't it great <laughs> what government sanctioning can do? He was the original James Bond with yeah, a pretty much. To kill. Yeah, actually, I think you're totally right. It's like, hey, go steal everything For you king can. And country. If anyone finds you, not my fault. If the English find you, you're cool. Here's a letter. Yeah. <clears throat> so, with 70 ships constantly moving between England and India, and India being as hot and steamy as it was, they were having problems with the fresh water, but the people were also like, oh, we want the comforts of home. If we're going to be in a boat for three, five, six months. Give us flavorless beer. Uh, we would like some beer. And what they very quickly realized was that if they added all of these hops and increased the ABV, it aged super well. And that's sort of where India Pale Ale Which is why they actually ended up steering the boat to South America. <laughs> yeah, in the first that place. could be. Actually, that might be the best logic I've heard. Probably has quite a, a bit time. to do with it. But what I didn't even think about was that it made sense to me is that the people who were making this trip did it repeatedly and often, and that was sort of like their career or what they offered to society. So basically they had the worst job. Sure, but they were bringing back the spices and the rugs and all of the things that You'd were really desirable. You'd actually do like three trips in your lifetime. Maybe. And you'd see so much. But compared to, yeah, Water? hanging out. Maybe. <laughs> and, and South America and <laughs> India. Potentially but Africa. But those good people came back from exotic India and the beer that, that they beer. were getting in England was boring. They wanted that great, hoppy, rich, high ABV beer that they were getting in India. And yet and they don't make any IPAs with curry. <laughs> Ew, that sounds really gross, actually, not going to lie. Oh, wait, you want to throw so down the gauntlet? So did Barley Wines a couple of weeks ago. I'm just throwing that one out there. You love to throw down the rhubarb gauntlet. You love I'm, it. I'm still wanna... waiting, Berlin. Where are you? I'm He's just, working on it. I'm he just is. saying. It's been, been uh, how long it now? It takes some time. I'm starting to lose months. faith. <sighs> Here's what I think is super interesting, though. So, A, you have all of a sudden created an awesome demand for this kind of beer because that's what they had in India and it was delicious and refreshing and it has way more flavor than anything they're getting so in everyone, England. So, everyone, every expat in India wants to have that beer exactly. and everyone that is manning those boats wants it as well and, and everybody in america wants that okay. well but everyone who's brewing that beer is in england so you've already you know you're right there you're hitting your target audience so that is fantastic and then when they started to settle in india and try to like become part of the local culture what they were drinking was called arak it's a-r-a-k which was a hard liquor made from distilling raw palm juice in the hot sun and what was amazing... It just means like leaving it out overnight accidentally. That essentially means, oops. Whoops. It's, uh, it's like I guess salmonella. we should probably try drinking this anyway. <laughs> Holy crap, I feel amazing. It's like, yeah, it's like salmonella for palm juice. But truly what happened is if you read all of the fatalities that happened of Englishmen in India, like 80% of them were from drinking this stuff. Drank this stuff, got in a fight, died. <laughs> Good point. Got in a fight with an elephant, got trampled. So, all of a sudden, if they wanted to drink things in India, they did not trust drinking the local things because it was killing them. Uh, so, that increased the demand even further. And increased the amount of time the English occupied India. Turns out, distilled palm juice is actually poison that they just sold as our local alcohol. <laughs> Arik. They wanted to get rid of the English. Arik means poison. <laughs> oh, this is uh, the start of uh, biological warfare. Ian, I would like to like take an absolute sidetrack here and ask you, because you have poured yourself a little of the Dogfish 75 minute. Hey. Following it up after the 120, what do you think? I might like it better. There's nothing wrong with that. I know. I There's feel like... some things wrong with that. No. I mean, Pliny the Elder is considered the best of the best on Beer Advocate, and every time I have it, I'm like, I can think of... 15 beers I like better than The that. problem is, is that your palate just isn't refined enough. Did you just... I had to say it with a smile. <laughs> you gotta air quote A gap tooth smile. <laughs> Come on, air quote me. Do it. No, I have to admit that the bottle art on the 75 is uh, top notch compared to the 120. The 120 is, is very austere. Well, I love that it just says... It looks kind of like a hop cauliflower. It doesn't have the ABV. It just says 12 fluid ounces. Ages, ages well. well. 
negotiable. Yeah, well, that's because, like... let's be honest, the ABV of this bottle is probably not the same ABV as a bottle oh, yes. had last year. The longer it is aged, the higher the ABV. And that's the thing about on the menus at places is they get they get shipments in spurts, you know, so they might have to make it last a couple of months or a couple of years. And so the bottle you order, you don't know which shipment it's coming from. Eh. I like it. I like the 75. Uh, it's got more of the hop character. Is it more ipa Yeah. It's I, definitely more of an IPA. It's less raisiny. Thank I you. I don't get a whole lot of the maple syrup out of it, though. I don't either. I would like to take this moment I to... I actually a- got more of a sweetness out of the 120 than I do out of the 75. Yeah. No, I, it's the sweetness that makes me skeptical. Excuse it doesn't me. make me skeptical. It makes me think that it's not an IPA. Okay. Which I would say, for all intents and purposes... The 75 is definitely an IPA. It's much more of an IPA than the 120. Now, if you, The 120, I feel, is in a category of its own. If you go to a Dogfish Head brew pub, the 75-minute is their version of a black and tan. They, there is not an actual 75-minute IPA. They mix the 60 and the 90-minute. Which is essentially what the 75 is. But, so. but we now, got it in a bottle. individually brewed, though. Yeah. Well, but I'm saying, for all intents and purposes, the, se- the concept of the 75-minute is that it's a mix of the, of mixture, the 60 yeah. and the 90. Yeah. Um, I would like to ask the birthday boy. I saw that he brought... Same moi. Yes. Uh, I saw that you brought your special printout there that you would like to share with the masses. Uh, because you're the birthday boy. Do we have can... a drum roll? Uh, we hold on. Now. Hey, Ian, insert sound effect here. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. I like it. <laughs> Magic of technology. Uh, right? How cool is that? So what I have here is a um, an entry for our haiku. Our uh, holiday haiku our holiday contest. haiku contest. Can you um, think of a word for contest that starts with H? Come on, Max. You're putting me on the spot. Hansbrau. It's German. Okay. <laughs> you just, just made up. Yep. That. Sure did not. Look <laughs> it up on go, Google. Babblefish. <laughs> Babblefish. Just continue with the. Anyhow, uh, we have a few uh, haikus here submitted by one of our listeners, uh, Chef Beth. And Chef Beth also gave us a pretty awesome shout out to one of the beers that she enjoys. So if you yeah. wanted a haiku and then we could talk about this beer that's really interesting to me. Uh, she actually submitted a few, which is great. Uh, my eye is immediately drawn to the second one, which starts with Delirium Tremens. Ha-ha. Uh, which I cannot resist. That's not part of her haiku. I just <laughs> I see Delirium Tremens. Read the haiku and, I... and then we'll make all the comments we would like. Delirium Tremens, Hinterland, Dreamweaver, Moonman, Midnight Sun, Light. Okay, so here's my thing about that one. There is more like the sound of the words that she uses. It has a very visceral feeling. To I'll be it. honest. I like the midnight moon and the sun. It like almost. It's really. It's, I would. It's the most haikuish. Haiku. <laughs> well. Yes. Just call yeah. it what it is. It it just has that like I feel like some wise Asian man just is told painting me that. something on a canvas screen somewhere not canvas i could say like a rice paper screen or something whatever. like that whatever but it is but you get the point if you're you get going to get really literal there's a bell somewhere the definition of haiku is a poem that is 575 that doesn't have to rhyme right. but if you look into the the in-depth history of the haiku it's very asian it's very earthy it's very yeah. and that and they, i feel like i mean they, they they obviously denote some meaning it's not just like hey i strung together you know 13 words that made words and syllables it's like they have a a meaning behind them and of the four that one is the most when you said it it definitely (sighs) it like resonated i i felt like it was good did you did you get chills is that why you're wrapping that shawl around yourself january and i'm cold i got chills really cold outside (laughs) uh so like i said there's four on here i'm I'm only gonna read the two but the second one will you're the birthday boy whatever you want um with the, the, the beer that she mentioned. Okay. Uh, and I also like this one. I think it's got a nice... It's a little more fun, I would say. 
It's a Mamma Mia Pizza Beer, Crisp Winter Welcome, Mad Elf Christmas Ale, Wit. Ha! Nice. Well uh, done, Beth. Yes, excellently done. And the Mamma Mia Pizza Beer is a beer that I've never heard of. I, I have never read had. a little bit about it. I'm intrigued, and I'm very... I, two things that I love in conjunction with each other or separately are pizza and beer. Yeah. And as and soon as I hear... And do have like a great... Pizza and beer are like peanut butter and jelly. I've yeah. had that as a birthday thing once when I just... That like, I did like want to order some pizzas fabulous. and drink I some wanted, awesome beers. I'm like, oh, it just reminds me of breakfast pizza. Yes. Or there's that moment in was life... Was it on your, your Facebook that there was something about a, a mention of... Pizza, Amy, breakfast pizzas making yes. a comeback. What yeah. podcast was that? No, well, we talked about that because we had a podcast that made us hungry enough to need some breakfast pizza. That's what I mean. Which which one was that? It was a long time ago. Maybe like October, ago. November. Yeah. But one of our listeners posted on our Facebook wall about breakfast pizza making breakfast a comeback. Breakfast pizza is like a thing now. It's Thank like you, Google Amy. Well, you know what? I got I to gotta throw a shout out to Bell Pizza because that was it's amazing. Still amazing. It was amazing. I haven't had one in a month or so. I should probably order one. It's your birthday. Get one right you now. You can do whatever the hell you want. I'm going to do it. It's your birthday. Ooh, maybe I could pre-order one to be here when we get back after sushi. That might be a really good idea. That You're really going to want a breakfast pizza after sitting at a sushi dinner for X amount of time. Sushi's not that filled. The amount of sushi that we ate last year was... The amount of booze that we consumed. I don't think I've ever had that much to eat. For and the record, sushi. I have never been to a BYO where I showed up with a case. I think we're going to do better than that this year. Exactly. Anyhow, back to Beth. Sorry, Beth. And Boxes the Mamma Mia of one. Beer. Yes. Uh, her own words is uh, Mamma Mia Pizza Beer. I was afraid to drink this, but it was actually pretty tasty. Had a savory taste that I really liked and was really well balanced. Uh, so I would love to get my hands on a bottle of the Mamma Mia pizza beer. It sounds pretty neat if you listen to the way it's made. Yes. And, uh, well, I don't know the way it was made. I, I can't speak to that. I put I'm it sure. there for you. Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. They okay. actually make like pizza a tea beer. bag of like oregano and the pizza spices and put it into the beer while it's boiling. Oregano cool. pretty much is the pizza spice. Ian, who's got your back? I researched this. Come on. Pizza beer. Is a debris-free product. Debris? Whatever. Debris? Just because you have a beard. We just went there, didn't we? (laughs) Tonight. The margarita pizza is put into the mash and steeped like a tea bag. A whole wheat crust made with water, flour, and yeast is topped with tomato, oregano, basil, and garlic. The essence of the pizza spices is washed off with hot water and filtered into a brew pot where it is boiled for a long, long time. During the process, we add hops and spices in a cheesecloth type bag and filter and the cooled liquid into a fermentation vessel. After a week or two, the beer is good to go. Keg it or bottle it. So, so it literally is a pizza beer. Yeah. Yes. And now, if you... we were challenged by somebody <clears throat> uh, at the Trogues event to... Find a beer that would pair with uh, a pasta dinner. Ooh, we might have to seek that out. Yeah. Well, and if Beth has had it and she's local, she's from, I now, believe, now South they Philly. they did say that it had to be, like, readily accessible and it couldn't be some crazy ass. But you know what? I, be- I, believe, I believe firmly that there's quite a few beers that pair well with pasta. Well, like, I, quite a few. Here's just the problem. For like, hey, pasta with red sauce. Okay. What beer can I drink at home? I, I believe that there's plenty of beers that, that would pair well with that. Would you not have That's a triple caramelite with that? I wouldn't have triple caramelite with sweet? that. Too sweet? I would have triple caramelite with seafood. You would do it in more like a clam sauce. Yes. If I was doing white wine shrimp, sauce. a white wine sauce, I would consider doing a triple. All right. So red I would sauce. do I would do a, a darker, heavier beer. Not necessarily a porter or a stout. Dunkle? Um, Lager? I would honestly even go as far as doing a barley wine. I don't think about lager with anything but like a burger or I don't mains. think about lager. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Let's just call it what it is. Right. I don't think about lager. That's one <laughs> that of those was things so honest. That, I appreciate it. You know, I'll drink. I've, I've had a lager look, in a good long while. I'll be honest. Top off birthday boy. He's ready to I'll drink. be honest. I've had my share of lager. I've drank. You live in South Philly. Copious, I know you have. Copious amounts of lager. Um, and, and, I, and I've, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've found lagers that are more than drinkable that are something that I, that I would consider drinking again 
But there's a lot more out there. Agreed. At this point, lager is my chicken. Yes. Chicken's good. I'll eat chicken. Lager is my UFO. But why eat chicken when you can have steak? UF- lager is my yogurt. Well, yogurt is delicious, actually. I think chicken's more delicious than yogurt. See, I love yogurt. I do, too. But yogurt is like... You open the fridge and you're like, ah, I don't want to make anything. I don't want to. Uh, you're oh, eating the wrong yogurt, yogurt my friend. <laughs> wrong Actually, yogurt over here. Since he started I watching White Collar, he yogurt. eats a lot. Oh no, it's a Burn Notice. <laughs> Burn Notice is a he lot, does eat of a lot of yogurt. Blueberry. Yeah. But no, I love yogurt. I mean, it's. They got to find a way to to make yogurt into something alcoholic now. I'm sure they have. Don't. Yeah, I, look, yogurt. I don't want like fermented yak's milk from the mountains of Nepal. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure they already make that. They do make that. So, I have three things I was to watching, say. I was watching some kind of a documentary on the <laughs> alcohols from around the world. And, like, literally every civilization ever documented by man has, has some alcohol. sort of alcohol. That's the one thing that we all have I'm in common. I'm pretty sure. Well, okay. I have two things to say to that. Number one. Other than that, legs. We have legs grade, and alcohol in common. In seventh grade, from Mr. Ackley... I was required to memorize the dictionary definition of civilization, which was 42 words, an advanced state of human society in which a high level of art, science, education, government, and religion have been reached. Seventh grade, still there, because it was on the final, it was on the midterm, and it was on the first. Yeah, okay. If we have to amend that for the beer mistress's career, and also Mr. Ackley looked more like Ned Flanders than you would ever believe. Like like sexy Flanders or... Like real that life Flanders, great. like it was great though. It was he. But the best like part was that he had never all. seen The Simpsons, nothing so he didn't all. know what Ned Flanders meant. He just was tired of fifteen years of people telling him he looked like. Did Ned he have Flanders. abs like Jesus? Seventh grade. If I looked at my professor's abs, we were in trouble. Look, just, I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Probably. All right. So that's one thing He's that I have to say. It. Number two thing that I had to say is if we could go back 42 minutes to when we were discussing tipping delivery drivers and what they looked like, I loved how you were discussing, like, the greasy random man who shut up at your door and you were talking about that at the guy with shoulder-length hair with a very full gray beard. I thought that if was... If Ian showed up as my delivery man, I would give him my house keys. <laughs> okay. And I would treat it well. You would, and he would, and I know he that he would. He would feed your cats. And that's why, and that is why I would give him my house keys. Greasy has been that you know. Here, I got was kicked out, out of some other job. I don't want to give you money. At a nice place, and there was a family walked in, and there was a younger. Um, I don't know. Nice place downtown, nice place mainline. Uh, Maniunk. Maniunk, okay. Um, and there was a a teenager son, and he's wearing a fedora. But you know what else? He's not wearing anything else that's nice. So, like... So he's, like, hipster ironically wearing a fedora. And it's like, cool, good for you, son. You're that old. makes you sound old. Not gonna lie. I don't care. It's like, it's like walking in with a t-shirt with Beavis and Butthead and a tie. Yeah. It's like, I get that you're wearing a fedora. Or you know what? And no. I get that fedoras are in. They're hip. They're cool. Next step Says up. Says the guy with six of them. Next step up. I'm I sorry. The polo shirt with the tie. All right. Which is only acceptable in Grandma's Boy. Never. So, I know we're going to go back a little, because I already told you about number one and my thing with the judging of the appearance of the person who's... Okay, number two is Jason and Chinese food. I'm sorry that I have to say this when he's not here because he can't defend himself. But here's the thing. Um, Great guy. Lived a very exotic childhood and spent some significant time in China, especially during Tiananmen Square when you got to know China at its best or worst or most exotic. Anyway, (laughs) he loves Chinese food because of it. All right. Because it reminds me of tanks. (laughs) I guess. Tanks, machine guns, all those things that feel like home. Uh, But as it turns out, it took me, oh, a couple of years of knowing him to find out that every time we got Chinese takeout, Guy was tipping the takeout waitress. But like a good 20, 25%. And I could not figure out why the bill was always so expensive. And I'm like... What? Why aren't we eating in if it costs this much? Like, what's going on? And he just thought that she was so nice and needed the money so much that 
he would order, like, call in, order, go in, pick it up, and still tip her, like, a good 20-25%. I, I got a fun story about that. You My... can't tip when you're picking up. Exactly! I was like, if Jason, she... I love you, man. <laughs> but you cannot tip when you're picking up. It defeats up. the purpose! They are literally taking your order. Ian. I got. I, you do not tip at McDonald's. My my uncle is an accountant for uh, a fairly you know prominent firm in Philadelphia. Um, they do taxes for a lot of businesses and stuff, and they also eat at a Chinese restaurant that is not far down the road from their offices. Uh, uh, they being him and a few of his coworkers, and one specifically, uh, and they told me a funny story where. Uh, his his coworker was like, ah, you know, we come here all the time. This this lady, she's always so nice, and you know, they they're in this shopping center, like they can't make tons of money, whatever. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tip her a little extra, you know. And it was like a dollar or two more, like you know, it was it was a nice generous offer. Uh, it was you know, not, they are CPAs. Yeah. You but know, he was not like, or two it, it wasn't like he was like throwing down a thousand dollars and being like, hey, you know. Thanks for doing your job. And they happened to be leaving the same time she was done her shift. And she was walking out to her Mercedes <laughs> in the parking lot. That is amazing. And he was like, I'm pretty sure my few dollars doesn't mean a thing to her. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. That's so, pretty epic. all goes to show, right? <laughs> well, birthday boy, on that note, do you have any final words? Stay classy. Tip well. And uh, can't wait for... And drink even better. On the next podcast, we get to talk about the beer mistress's life victory of Ian's haircut and beard shave. Shaving Grace, I heart you. I might even just decide to stop by for this. I haven't seen it yet. I've just day dreamt and night dreamt and everything in the middle dreamt about what he's going to look like when he has a face again. Prepare for an Instagram explosion. (laughs) It's true. Definitely taking before and after photos. Yes. Oh my gosh, During. Before, during, and after. Check us out online. It's going to be like a construction profile. <laughs> Facebook.com. We're going to get diagrams. We're going to get architectural drawings. Uh, his face is renditions. not quite that well etched, but maybe by the end it will be. Uh, <sighs> Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue if you would like before and after pictures of what the rogue looks like. And uh, you can always follow me on Twitter. I am at Beer Mistress. At Dashing underscore Rogue. And uh, if you are like Beth and you have any haiku dreams and or you would have any questions or things that you would like to write into us, you can always email me at beermistress at dashingrogue.com. And our guest star this evening. Cousin Max. Hey. Cousin Max is no longer a guest star. He's I just, feel like yeah. I'm He's just a BFF family. here don't, at Dashing Rogue. Inflate his self-ego. All right. Hey, Cousin Max, next time you're here, we're going to be drinking water with a lemon spritz. We'll see how you feel about that. You know what? I'll take it. As long as it's not 5.4%. Oh, all right. Good enough. Uh, We look forward to seeing you guys next time when I think we're going to delve into some Belgian goodness. I love Belgium. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. It's perfect. Happy birthday, Ian. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. We're going to hear about all the debauchery next time. Until then, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. Again, the professor. And Cousin Max. Thank you for joining us.